Hey, hey, friends, I'm Thea Charles, and you are listening to the Push or Pivot podcast. In this series, we discuss the path someone chooses when they are at a crossroads of their life. Do they push through the adversity, or do they stop, reassess, and pivot? In this episode, we spoke with Suzanne Carpenter. She is a certified nutritional consultant and the CEO and founder of Carpenter 180, as well as creator of SOS, Sue's On Your Shoulder, Babysit My Plate, and the Food Peace University. Welcome, Suzanne. I am so excited to talk with you today. Um, Here we are in like quarantine land. I don't know which week this will be when people listen to it, but right now we're all locked down and it's really nice to see such a like a happy, pleasant face on the other side. So um, without further ado, I'd like to welcome you and I'd love if you could tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Oh, sure. Well, thank you first off for having me here. It's just absolutely my pleasure and my honor. Um, Okay, so guess what? I am six foot two, which means I pretty much have a different perspective on like everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm that girlfriend that I know really good things and I get just this huge kick out of sharing it with others. And then my life mantra and my husband prescribes to this as well is we are trying to raise great adults. So I have been married to my husband Dave for 24 years. We met when we were in college and we decided we're going to just stay together as long as this thing is fun. And it's always been fun. Thank goodness. (laughs) Bumpy roads, of course, but you know, and then together we have four kids. We have a 20 year old and an 18 year old and then twins that are 13. And I promise you they were babies just minutes ago. And so here we are, like our oldest is older than the day I met my husband. I was 17 when I met him. And then here we have these kids in this incredible full life. And it's just it's amazing how many years have gone by. Isn't that crazy how quickly that happens? I think of that when I see my nephew because he was in my wedding and he was three years old and now he's 14. And I'm like, I don't even know how this happened because <laughs> I didn't get any older. <laughs> no, you didn't. Those hours between four and seven still crawl by, but they, the years really have gone faster than I thought they would. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um, when I was reading up on you and we, we kind of like, we talked back and forth via email. Um, you had mentioned that a time that was like really the love for your children kind of brought about the crossroads in your life. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not if life is going to throw you curveballs or, um, speed bumps, but it's when, Mm -hmm. so we had, two. And the first one led up to the one that you're referring to. So in 2009, this is, we were living in Michigan at the time, and this is when the auto industry tanked, the first major recession. And I ended up in the hospital bowel obstruction. I spent almost a month in there recovering. And while I was in the hospital, my husband um, came to me because he was forecasting and he said, you know what, they're not going to need me in about three years. So we need to go find something else until we have to, before we have to find something else. And this was really hard for me because I thought, oh, we have your forever job. We have our forever home. And suddenly you're leaving your career. So 
what ends up happening is we pick up our family and we move to Jackson, Mississippi, and we took a different career path for Dave because we were looking for a way for him to be home at night before he was a VP and he was always traveling. Like he just missed so much. So we start building this new life in Jackson, Mississippi, and I bump into this direct sales company. And the reason I say this is because it put me in an environment where I started to feel better and I started to get like my entrepreneur chops about me. Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm basically fitting people to products and I'm noticing they want like magic diet pills and I'm working hard in the kitchen space, like helping clear up food confusion for them. And I'm at an event where I'm talking with doctors and dietitians, and somebody says to me, you know, you say that you would die for your kids, but would you change for them? And that really was the tipping point question for me that really got me thinking and it kept me up at night and it bothered me a lot because I had this big, deep, dark secret that I was planning to take to the grave with me. Like I was never planning to talk about this with anybody, but suddenly that question really brought it up to the surface. And the question made me realize that I was going to have to come to terms with my eating disorder and get help for me because I recognized that I was the ugliest voice in my head. I was a bully to myself in the mirror. And if I didn't get help with me, Mm -hmm. then my girls were likely to do the same thing. And the reason I say that this was such a pivotal moment in my life is I was working with people with nutrition. And I understood the standard American diet. I understood, you know, eat less than you um, take it you know, eat fewer calories, exercise more, you were very likely to lose weight. Uh, But I was missing some key fundamentals within that space. And I felt like a phony here. I was suffering this eating disorder, yet working with people. So that's what happened is basically out of the love for my girls, out of not wanting them to grow up to be like me, I put myself in a position where I was going to get help. Again, still not to talk with anybody about this, not to share it at all, certainly not to share it on a podcast. But I thought if I could get me right, I'm their role model. And they're much more likely to live a life of food peace and not have that evil underdog bully voice in their head. Wow. That's awesome. And I really want to acknowledge you just for like having to even come to that conclusion that you were, you know, not to just be like, oh, this for somebody else, but to listen to that for yourself and know that that change is what you needed. That's, that's really huge. Well, let me be very clear. I wanted to listen for somebody else. I did not want to have to take that, that question and do something with it. I, Mm. but I just couldn't not. Yeah. So what did you do? Well, so the first step really was that I was having to talk with myself about it. Like I stuffed it way down. I covered it up. I'm, like I said, I never planned to talk about this, not even with my husband. Wow. So uh, first thing was really having conversations with myself, you, you know, like, all right, so I think I might need to do something about this. And the next step for me was, was a little baby step, but it was big. I started journaling about it. I started writing it down. I started getting it out of my body and onto paper, trying to make it a little less scary. But the thing is, it was still scary. So the next step was I was going to need to see a dietitian. I was going to need to see a therapist. I was going to need to work with people who had more information than I had. And 
that was so incredibly difficult to do. And this is why Mm -hmm. I was already giving my life 110%. I was, I was already to where I felt like I had maximized on any learning or potential that I, and it was very difficult to believe or to hope that somebody else had answers that were going to complete me and help heal me. It, it was a really strange tension place between logic and reason where I believed others could change. I believed others had success and I just didn't know if I could as well. And here's, here was my struggle because I had to get to what I was really worried about. I didn't want to be a hypocrite and right. I didn't want to admit that I was struggling with this thing and then not get better and still forever struggle with it and to go back to my old ways. I had this awareness that if I was going to say this out loud and if I was going to pursue help, I had to be willing to walk this thing out and face whatever was hard on the other side of the unknown. Yeah. So it was a lot of little baby brave steps Mm -hmm. and... I think when you're going through something that you have stuffed down as such a deep secret for so long, there's, for me, there was tremendous shame attached to it. I was, I, I was so shameful of it that I thought if I spoke it out loud, that I would be so unlovable and so unlikable. And again, a hypocrite, I was afraid to say it out loud for how it would be received by others, which was, again, another tipping point in personal development for me that I had to cancel the obsession about what others thought. And I had to just pursue healing and health for me and my family. But I'll tell you what I was met with was incredible love and understanding and patience and kindness from others Mm -hmm. and encouragement. That's, that's so... I'm just like here processing that and like thinking about it on like for myself. And um, yeah, I, I think that, I think, I mean, just you talking about this right now, I think this is so huge for mm-hmm. letting other people know that one, they're not alone. They're not the only person that may be experiencing this and that, you know, shame is something that a lot of us feel, but a lot of times when we share what we get back is love and mm-hmm. that people, really do care about us and want to see the best for us and mm-hmm. that there are people out there that can relate and have skills that you don't have that can help you. That's right. That's right. Nero, I, that's a trust fall. And I think that when you are doing something alone and you've created these rules or these ideals, um, it's very difficult to believe that somebody has more information more to teach you, to help you to get to the other side of whatever your burden is, whatever your struggle is. And in fact, that is absolutely the case. There are so many people with wisdom that have walked through your struggle that you're currently on that want to pay it forward and help navigate some of the pitfalls so you can get through the struggle faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I love that imagery of a trust fall. <laughs> that's what it feels like <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. what it feels like. you're like isolated in your head mm-hmm. and that's it, right that's that's amazing amazing that's so, right so you've started 
what are you currently doing to like I know you had mentioned about um about Carpenter 180. How does that fall into place here? Well, you know how they say that your message is in your mess? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> That's often the case. So I have a Mother Teresa complex where I want to leave the world a better place than when I got here. And I'll tell you what happened is in my 10 years of working in the nutrition space and before, before in the early parts of our marriage, I was a first grade teacher and I came home when number two was born. Mm -hmm. I took what I knew from my education degree and how people learn. And I took the struggles and the roadblocks that people were having with weight loss, with um, sustainable weight loss, and I married them, married them together to a company called Carpenter 180. So here's, here's kind of the idea. You know when you studied for a test or a board exam or um, I don't know, it could be anything where you're, you've got the books in front of you mm -hmm. and there's so much you're not sure what's going to be on the test. You just know somehow you have to get it all in your brain. You know yeah. that feeling? Yeah. Okay. The minute the test is over, you walk to the car and you've forgotten it all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's kind of what happens in the nutrition space. There's so much information. There's an overabundance that for the person who's busy and frankly doesn't have that much interest, mm -hmm. it's hard to know what to look at, what to read and what the truth is because it's such a saturated space. Okay, so I have this superpower that once I understand science, I can explain it in a way that a first grader understands it. That's, that's something I've always been able to do my whole life. So I took how people learn and I applied it to some simple programs to help people get to where they are able to clear up food confusion so that they can win at losing weight. So this is what I did. Think about when you were a little girl and you were maybe in third grade and you were learning your multiplication facts and you would do your threes and fours mm -hmm. and you would test them. And eventually you do your nines, tens and elevens. Yep. Remember how your teacher would bring back the threes and fours and reinforce them? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's kind of the imagery I want you to get with this. I created a program called SOS, which is your shoulder, kind of like I'm the angel on your folder. Okay. What, and what picture on your phone. SOS. What's that? What did SOS stand for? I missed the first S. <laughs> sure. Sue's. That's me. Sue's uh -huh. on your shoulder. Oh, okay. Sue's on your shoulder. Okay. Yeah. So it's your daily SOS message mm -hmm. and it comes to your text and it's a voice message from me. That's like two or three minutes long. And it's teaching what you need to know to fill in the gaps with nutrition in short bite-sized nuggets. So it's basically a nutrition course broken down into bite-sized pieces. And every day you're getting a message coming from my goofy little quirky teacherness so that it's fun, yep. but it's incredibly educational, but it's not so much information that you forget it all. Mm -hmm. And it's a subscription. So you get a message every single day and the messages layer. We talk about protein and fat and fiber. Mm -hmm. We talk about carbohydrate, net carb, burning fat for fuel. Then we start getting into the emotional side and we start picking apart some of the barriers that keep people from pursuing and achieving their weight loss goals. Because it's really not so hard once you have the information. The hard part is getting the information and learning it. So what I wanted to do was educate to empower people and once you're empowered, you're inspired. And what I mean by that is in the beginning is the education and the boring stuff, like getting the right groceries and starting right. to eat them. 
Mm-hmm. But then we can start getting into the empowerment, which is, all right, so now you've lost three, four, five pounds, your stomach's flatter, you're sleeping better, you have better energy, food is helping to fuel your body, you're getting results. Now let's start understanding why and how we order at the grocery store and how we pick out things at the gro- at the restaurants. Mm-hmm. And then the beautiful part about this is two out of three Americans are overweight, one out of three is obese right now going into the corona quarantine. Right. If we can get people to where they're empowered, then they're inspired. This is where they'll start duplicating this in their families. And we're going to begin to turn this trend of overweight around because it's not about gene size or vanity. It's about how you feel. And weight is related to so many health epidemics. And if people come, say, out of the quarantine with an extra 20 pounds, every 10 pounds is like a layer of pain that you're covering up. And I'm afraid of the feeling of sleepiness or lethargy or underdog or low self-confidence because of how somebody feels about themselves when we move forward out of the season. So I'm excited about Carpenter 180 and the SOS being able to help people turn their health around. Yeah. That is so true that it becomes like wearing your shame. It does. It really does. And this is a time where we absolutely do not want to be doing that. This is where it's time to be alert and beginning to do what we can to look and feel our very best. And the reason for that is so that we can go back out into our communities and move forward and do great, beautiful, big things that we're supposed to be doing, not feel like you want to stay in the home on the couch watching Netflix. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this is just so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that and, and this whole story. I feel I feel very inspired and um, I'm definitely going to be looking up more about your Carpenter 180 because I feel like that's something I, I need. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, it's, and it's good for paying it forward to the family because what I've done is I basically got to the bottom of the pool about what are the fundamentals that we really need to know about nutrition? And it's about understanding protein and fat and carbohydrate and specifically fiber and the benefit of a high fiber diet. So that one, you can have weight loss without hunger, help you malabsorb a lot of calories, fats and toxins and usher them out of the body, um, rev your metabolism. And like I said, you're going to be feeling full But the benefits of the fiber is that it has these health properties of balancing blood sugar and cholesterol and reducing estrogen dominance and the risk for breast cancer and reducing inflammation in the body, which is the source of a lot of aches and pains. The high fiber diet is just bringing back in a really unfancy, unsexy nutrient that has tremendous health properties. But when you can really begin to build your plate with protein, fat, and fiber, And even if you just do it great for the first meal of the day, the first third of the day, like Uh when the first third of the day, because you've turned off about eight hungry hormones and balanced your blood sugar. The reason I say that kind of fancy words there is because that is going to help biology turn off cravings so that you're not dreaming about food in the pantry and your body's working for you rather than you feeling like you're always in a battle against it. Because that's something that I could identify with. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I also, you know, fighting against your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would suspect most anybody listening who has some amount of weight to lose, whether it's the first five pounds, the last five pounds or anywhere in between, 
there's that morning that you wake up and you think today is the day I'm going to nail this thing. I'm going to do it so great. And you set these unrealistic rules around food to how you're going to achieve this goal because you've, you've decided for whatever reason you're sick and tired of this place that you're in. Well, if you've starved yourself and the rule is I'm going to restrict and omit a lot of times by four o'clock, your body's survival mechanism is kicking in and you're going to do far more damage to yourself than had you gone ahead and just had the food earlier in the day. So what I want to do is just teach, here's the principles of the food to eat from the groceries. It's not cost prohibitive, it's groceries. And if we can start fueling our bodies, our bodies really do work to our benefit. Yeah. And I think that's really great to like, especially how you're talking about once you start this change for yourself and teaching your family, that that's like just a better relationship. Yes. With food in general, because that is true. I can remember going to college and like hanging out with roommates and they're being like, we're not eating X, Y, Z anymore. And it's like, is this really how we want to think about it? Like, is there another way? Is there another way, you know? Yeah, and something to challenge people with, and this is something that too was, okay, so when I was in my peak of my eating disorder, I would restrict and I would take out foods and I had all these food rules and I grow up, but I would over-exercise to outrun my fork. Mm -hmm. And okay, so what I was challenged with was, I don't want to be starving myself my whole life. On the day I die, I do not want to still be feeling like I'm on a diet, like I'm restricting. Mm -hmm. I don't always want to be struggling with, I can only wear these certain clothes because not everything in my closet fits. The reality is we need to figure out a pattern of eating that you can do right now that you also see yourself doing when you're 70 years old. Mm -hmm. we haven't found that, then we haven't found the right pattern of eating or diet. By the way, the definition of diet means pattern of eating for man or mammal. Mm -hmm. So what we're looking to do is if I can empower people into understanding how the body will burn fat for fuel, like just explain the true mechanics and the science of it. It's not so hard to understand, but it's a little bit of a process, meaning it to the person who hears for the first time the word glycogen, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. But if you can think in terms of the first day of math class, you might not have understood what a certain definition meant the first day, but month number two, you did. This mm -hmm. is the same idea. As I build out what protein, fat, and fiber is, and what insulin is, and what glucose is, eventually when I get to talking about glycogen with people, they've gotten enough back history that it makes so much sense that what happens is you have this wild understanding of just the basics of food and what it does for your body, that eating any other way becomes illogical. And, and what I mean by that is, we're not cutting out your favorite foods. We're learning how to factor them in and incorporate them in while you're losing weight or maintaining weight, much like you would your budget, just like you would budget for something in your family household. Mm -hmm. And when I can get somebody to that point, that's the inspiration. That's the aha. And I was just talking with somebody the other day that I work with one-on-one -on -one and she said, you know, I decided I prefer to have this instead of that pizza because I knew I was going to feel bad and that pizza didn't look so good after all. 
where the former her two months prior would have just binge eaten the pizza because it was there. And it's incredible that once you get just enough understanding and education, you really do feel empowered and that tension or that shame or that stress that gets attached with food to a lot of people goes away. And that's the precious gift. That's the part that I want to pay forward. Yeah. That's so empowering. (laughs) Awesome. Um, If you could give somebody one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, start today. Just start today with whatever it is. I mean, if you, I had a pivot place in my life and it was definitely when I was asked that question and I started that day, I didn't decide to push it off a month. It wasn't comfortable. It wasn't easy. It wasn't something I wanted to do. It was something I knew I had to do, but I started working on it that day. And here I am all these years later, far better for having done that. So it's always a good day to start, even if it's in the middle of the day. That whole thing about I'll wait until tomorrow, it's a bad mindset to get into. As soon as you feel that stirring to do something different, take it on now and do it bad perfect. Um, just keep showing up, fail forward. But it's, it's like a, a holding your own self accountable. Like I just need to start. And you're not ever too old to start. You're not too young to start. You don't have, you have no idea how much time you have ahead of you and consistency compounds. So the sooner you start, the sooner you're going to see results. And there can be a day where you get to the end of this goal. Let's say it's weight loss. I can't stand, like I said, the idea that on the day somebody dies, that they're still struggling with the diet mentality. So if we can get this thing started now and we can wrap up this weight loss now, think about being able to live the rest of your life, maintaining your weight, where you look and feel your very best and you're not starting your day out with that underdog mentality or that bully voice, but instead you feel empowered and equipped The thing is, the tension point is, it means that you have to take the first scary step forward. And I just really want to encourage you to do that. That is awesome advice. Start today. And yeah, like going back to what you said before is that you might not realize that someone else had to make that step before too. You're not the only, you're not living in a vacuum, you know, like it can be done. Yes. You're not alone. Yeah. Uh, This was so, so awesome. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Can you tell us how we can contact you and find out more about you? Absolutely. So everything, all my social handles are Carpenter180 and you spell the word one and it's the number 80. So it's C-A-R-P-E-N-T-E-R-O-N-E on Facebook and on Instagram. I love Instagram and the stories because usually I'll pop in there every day with tips about like what I'm eating that's protein, fat, and fiber, just to give some inspiration and to show how easy it is. And it's, it's not all rabbit food, how delicious. I like make muffins and waffles and pancakes and biscuits, and I just healthy it up. Just tweak it with protein and fiber. Also, you can go to my website, which is www.carpenter180. And for your audience, I have seven days of free SOS. So all you do is go to the website, sign up for your seven free days, um, grocery lists come, the sound bites come every day, but I send emails with um, extra tips and tricks and snack ideas and food ideas to just really begin people on the right road to success. 
I also do work one-on-one -on -one with people. That's called Babysit My Plate. And I have courses and they'll be available shortly. Awesome. 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 This has been really fabulous. I love hearing, I love listening to you. And I, I just really love your, the way that you're going about um, teaching people and using that education background and using education for, for empowerment. Really awesome. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on here to have a conversation with you today. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. What did you take away from Suzanne's story? What will you start today? I'm Thea Charles, and I hope you gain insight from this story. If you'd like to learn more about the Pusher Pivot podcast, visit us on Instagram at pusherpivot or on the web at pusherpivot.com. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and join me next time on the Push or Pivot podcast.